Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Is is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you landed here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, right to UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. We were, we know we're about a day or two late on our episode, so we apologize for that. But you know, we had a feeling some news was coming down the pipeline, so we wanted to wait to have an episode so you guys so we could uh, be the first to answer on uh, a certain topic that we've covered a lot this off season. So uh, we hope uh, you guys enjoy this episode. JD, how we doing, buddy? Doing well, man. I'm, I'm doing well. I just I'm, I'm looking at my office, man. Look, and everybody don't mind the shoes and all the messiness <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm, I'm actually putting up some shelves uh, in my closet, so I'm I'm um, got some other stuff here, man. It, just everybody just has stuff. You have to just have stuff in your house. It's just like it's just everywhere. That's what I feel like. I just like got so much stuff accumulated, and it's like we're moving it from one place to another place to another space to another space. And, you know, it's, it's boiled down to, man, just start getting rid of stuff, man. That's what it is. But other than that, man, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, got my little uh, uh, Super Bowl 57. Uh, Chiefs and, and Eagles had to sit here and sip my water. So it's going to be a good episode. You said it might be maybe a day late, man. We have some things up. My nephew, he's dealing with some issues in the hospital. So, you know, say a prayer for my for nephew, uh, Chad. He's a big. Huge uh, Chiefs fans. We go at it all the time, man. He's, he's been a Green Bay fan, man. That's my nephew. Love to death. Yeah, you know him, Marcus. So, yes, sir. You know, yeah. And all those good things. Yeah, shout so, out. Shout out my boy, Chad. Absolutely. Love, love you, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But other than that, man, shoot, what's, what's going down? What's up? What's happening? Well, so we got uh, with phase two of the OTA stuff going on right now in, in Chiefs Kingdom. So, um, we're going to comment on some of the stuff uh, some from the press conferences this week. And then, obviously, we're going to end the show with uh, our uh, our uh, DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes update. And uh, we got uh, we, we got it. We got a big one. We got a big one uh, coming this yeah. week. Something that yeah. we kind of been con- we, we we thought was going to happen, um, but I thought it was going to happen a week from now, uh, post June first. But uh, I guess Arizona couldn't wait uh, for for uh, to get rid of uh, uh, D Hop. But oh, man, look, it, it's it, it, I think it was a done deal a long time ago. You know, it was just, it was wait and see. We just knew it was just 
time was <laughs> time was going to happen. Uh, but yeah, man, it's going to be good. Good conversation. Man. I can't wait to get into that. And talk about that. Like you said, man, we come a full circle with this thing. We've been yep. talking about the thing all off season, pretty much. We knew that it might be a possibility. And so, uh, we, we, I mean, seriously, we, I mean, we've been, we've been the ones have been talking about D hop. We've been putting a little, you know, the news feed out talking about D hop, trying to get this guy here. And I, I'm, I'm huge, huge D hop fan. I was, that's the thing. I was kind of, um, I know we were, we were, we were amongst the first to be in on the whole D hop sweepstakes thing. Um, kind of giving the update every week and stuff, but I was starting to be, I was starting to get out of it a little bit after the draft. It was like, it kind of slowed down and hear anything anymore. And I feel like today now that, this, that he's gone, he's on the, the, the Cardinals anymore. He's a free agent. It's more like, I'm like Al Pacino Godfather part three. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me right back in. That, that's right how I feel right now. Pull you right back in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> No doubt about it. But when you, look, the thing is, we, you know, we obviously we talked about the draft and maybe you know, draft picks. What you know, everybody was willing to kind of give it for D Hop, and then of course that didn't happen. And then, you know, it, everything kind of stalled at that point. Okay, everybody was kind of settled. Things was going in. You know, training camp. Well, you know, mini camps, OTAs. Uh, by the way, they, they look good. I like, man. I, I remember those times. I remember those days. Every time I see film like that, it always brings me back. You know, just being out there on the field, man, in Kansas City and, and watching guys, the grass, the smell, dudes just moving around, playing some ball, man. It's just good football when you see it. And it's, you know, during this time, man, you, you, everybody's got a little pep in their step. You know, you got the new guys coming in, always trying to show what they can do. Guys walking in on their toes, chest out, trying to look bigger than what they really are. <laughs> it's funny, but it's a good time. But this D-Hop thing, no doubt about it, man, it's – uh. Yeah, we've been on it, man. We've been talking about this thing for a long time. So, so yeah. yeah. Uh, so we got that, um, and then we also some stuff from uh, what Andy Reid and Mahomes said during the press conferences. So, well, we'll get right into with our first topic tonight. So, we talked about the NFL owners changing up some stuff with their owners' meetings uh, back a few months ago, and they were going to vote on stuff. And this week, they cha- they did they did some stuff. Thursday night football uh, flex scheduling that was uh, finally a thing. But the one that's kind of creating the most buzz that Andy Reid actually spoke about uh, this week was the uh, the kickoff um, the, the new rule. So um, NFL owners voted this week for a one year trial of an enhanced touchback rule that would give the receiving team the ball at its own twenty five with a fair catch of a kickoff anywhere behind that yard line. The rule change had major pushback from players and coaches. Um, it'll prompt more teams to squib and do corner kicks that make fair catches impossible. So there's going to be kind of more strategy, I guess, behind uh, the kickoffs and special teams. Um, and you come from a special teams coach as yourself, so I'm curious to hear what you have to say about this. But uh, the NFL said its statistical models predict the return rate for kickoffs in 2023 under the new rule will drop from 38% to 31%. And that the rate of concussions, which is the main reason why they're doing this, the rate of concussions on the sport's most dangerous play will be reduced by 15%. So that's that's a good thing. Yes, great um, thing. Andy Reid, so this is where Andy Reid said about this whole thing. So his whole thing is it's going to be kind of a slippery slope with it. So uh, he was asked about it uh, during his press conference this week, and he said, my thing is, where does it stop, right? We start taking pieces, and we'll see how this goes. But you don't want to take too many pieces away, or you'll be playing flag football. So, J.D., from a player's point of view, from a special teams coach's point of view, what do you think about this uh, one-year trial of this rule? Uh, okay, so I get why they're doing it, right? If it's if it's we're trying to prevent con- you know concussions, that I definitely understand. 
Okay, it seems like it has a, a very, very uh, uh, meaningful reason why they're doing it. Okay, it, it purposeful, and so that's that's wonderful. It's wonderful thinking about that. Uh, then you start thinking, you, you know, NFL says something like this, but then it's like they're talking out the side of their neck, right? They're talking out of both sides of their mouth almost. Well, both sides of their neck, we used to say. And it's like, okay, we want to prevent the concussions and whatnot. But yeah, you know, last year we put in an extra game. You know, then we would talk about the Thursday night games and stuff like that. You know, before it was supposed to be like what, 14 days. Now they, they switched that up a little bit. So sometimes it's like, oh, we're trying to do the right thing for the players. Okay. But then the next hand is like, okay, well, we're going to add something else to the game too, you know, to, to you know, they potentially, you know, harm players. Look, uh, I, I think I think it's uh, it, it's noble. I think it's a noble cause, what they're trying to do. Yes, is it going to affect the game? Absolutely. Absolutely, and I, I, I could, I could see the argument of like, man, look, you, you talking about fair catching, you know, down there getting at the twenty-five yard line, you know, teams that don't have good returners and stuff, they gonna be trying to do it all the time. I mean, it's to the end, it's like, hey, look, you know, our offense, you know, our, our special team sucks, so yeah, let's get on the twenty-five yard line, let's go ahead and do that. But you know, it, it, as a special teams coach, definitely get creative on how we're gonna do that, okay? And maybe, you know, you try to get guys, force them to, you know, to run the football out. You try to do things to at least, you know, try to pin them. I think if if you got a, a strong kicker, you know, that's going to be your weapon, right? The thing is, if you got a deep return, a good return, man, you're still going to try to do your best to try to keep the ball away from him as much as possible. I mean, that's, that's, that's what you're trying to do. But, man, I, I just think it's just it's something icky about it. The fair catching while you're in the – the field of play within five or 10 yards. I'm like, Oh, what are you doing? Like, you know, special deep coach. I'm like, look, you need to return the football. And if, if, if you have a chance and opportunity and getting the ball, they, let's say they squib in a short kick it, you know, you might be able to break out on one. That's where I'm looking at it. I'm like, look, we know what's going to happen with this new, uh, the advent of this, this, this rule. So when you have that, man, you gotta take advantage of it. Teams are going to try to take advantage of it. I mean, I would, immediately I'm thinking, okay, how are we going to be able to utilize this to our benefit? And so, uh, yeah, I can see why Andy's pissed about it. I absolutely see it. And and this is going to look horrible for NF football. It is. It's going to look horrible. Because you're going to be like, what is the guy doing? Fair catching it. Then you got to think in your head, oh, my God, okay, it's the new rule, right? So that's going to be the kind of the, 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 the tainted part about it, seeing it that way. So when he says slippery slope, um, I know there's many ways to look at that, right? It could be more rules they've taken out of the NFL. But yeah. do you see from a point of view as from a football purist, if this works out in the NFL, could you see that as a slippery slope where that could go down to the lower levels? College could be start doing that. Maybe high school will have this some kind of implementation with that. Where, where, where do you see when he, when he talks about slippery slope? Are you, do you look at it from the point of view of, oh, they can start taking more rules out of the NFL or like this kind of rule will just go back, go down into the youth leagues and the high school leagues. I mean, I think you, 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 that would be, you know, concerning, of course, because, you know, most teams and colleges and high school mimic what they do in the NFL. And so when you're talking about uh, guys being safe, and if it's what this whole rule is all about, if it's about safety, right? Safety concern. We're all about safety concern, right? That's, let's make, that's without a doubt, uh, the number one thing a priority for guys to be safe in the NFL. 
then you would absolutely look for a college and high school to adopt the same rules. Uh, you know, they kind of do things now uh, with, you know, with in high school, uh, you know, like the coach that doesn't like to, he always onside kicks it. You know what I mean? Like they, they're doing things like that. I see a lot of that in high school now. Uh, and so I, I can't tell you the last time, you know, and I've been in a lot of high school games this past year. I've seen a guy get knocked out on, on kickoff, you know, at least, you know, returning to football. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I would think they would adopt the same thing. Absolutely. I think it would be, you know, because it's like, hey, man, we, we're talking about safety here, safety for the players. And and, and truly, uh, we, we said this, you know, could the motive be where they don't want to pay out on guys with the CTE and all those different things? Maybe sure. I'm, I'm sure that that has something to do with it. But it is hopefully player safety, and that's the main thing. I don't, you know, nobody wants to have to get money for somebody being hurt, and that's we don't want guys being hurt. So that's a good part of it. Uh, obviously, the 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 energy of the game, the excitement of it. Obviously, people was coming out for kickoffs. You want to see the kickoff and the returns. The opening kickoff, like I remember coming to games, and that's what you was looking for, right? That first kickoff. Mm-hmm. The crowd is going crazy. The, the everything is just wild. The energy in the stadium. Is just incredible. It's bananas. And then a guy fair catches it. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. Like, wow. It's just almost like the letdown, right? Pretty anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. The anticipation. So, uh, yeah, man. That's 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 going to be, like I said before, the, the disappointing part of it. Because you know you're going to have a lot of that. Uh, and that, but look, we'll, we'll have conversations. Especially you, Coach. Scenarios when to bring it out, when not to bring it out. When to bring it out, when not to bring it out. I'll try to even have some fakes. Hey, hey, referee, what is a fair catch? How can we do it? Is there a way we can make it look like we're fair catching and we don't, right? Mm-hmm. I start thinking about a lot of different ways how to utilize that. Uh, because teams start looking at it. You'll do you'll make sure when the guy's coming down, you got to make sure the guy's hand is up to fair catch it. You got to make sure of that. Uh so. Yeah, man, that 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 uh, yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be a little different. It's gonna be different. Do you think it's a, they say it's a one year trial? Do you think this becomes permanent? Unless it just you just get so much pushback from it, so much, uh, then it probably will be permanent. That's why I look at it. Yeah. That's why Andy said that. Andy said it because he knew what was going on. He's like, look, man. Look, we could do this one year trial. We we know how that works. One year trials usually mean uh forever or <laughs> it's just gonna be rule, right? Uh so I know that's why he's upset with it. I know that's why he's upset. Uh and he should be. Because it's like now, you know, make a determination on as far as like what you know, what what your what your you know, option for teams to do, you know, how they're gonna like I say utilize a weapon. But yeah, man, I, I think slippery slope is a great way of saying it. The only thing you have to think is like, look, just let's just hope they don't change too many rules where it isn't just flag football now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said before, if it's about player safety, 100% for it. No doubt about it. Yeah, No, I, I agree. I mean, from, from that point of view, I I agree with it. It's just what you, what you talk about, the, talking out of both sides of your mouth. For one thing, you, you're all about player safety. For the other thing, you're okay with – you know, giving people uh, 28 days now, but 
to play, you know, play games on short weeks, three or four days with guys, you know, it's not proper. I mean, there's a reason why we had week to week for football, not four yeah. days of rest. I mean, that's just, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, having teams, man, it, it just, it, and of course, when it sounded, when they started, it just sounded, it sounded terrible. It sounded horrible. It's like, look, you ain't worried about guys' safety. You know, you're talking about now, you know, at least in, in practice, you can at least try to gauge what guys do. You can control mm-hmm. that, then you know, that environment. You know, when you get out there on the field on Sunday and Thursday, you know, you you talking about flying down. This is 100 miles an hour trying to take somebody's head off. You know, you just expect like there's going to be probably more injuries and stuff, right? And then obviously a guy's trying to, to, you know, recuperate too. That's another thing. So, uh, but you know, like now, like you said, it's, it's changed. You almost got a month between this whole Thursday thing and whatnot. It's not as bad. It's not, yeah. you know, guys could, you can deal with that. You can make an adjustment then. So, yeah, but there, there's a reason why when, when we first started the NFL, right, there was a reason why we only had the, the only Thursday night game was Thanksgiving game every year, you know, so there was, there, there was that reason, you know, so, right. right. Um, but yeah, I wanted to hear your take on that because you know you have a unique perspective as a, being a former player and being a special teams coach. So I was just curious. Yeah, you know it was just one of those things, man. I just, I just uh, look, I, like I said, I want to make sure that player safety is the priority. That's what we're speaking about, uh, and that's a good thing. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. But it just sure. you know we're going to take away from you know some of the the, the luster of. You know, the anticipation of the kickoff and all these guys, you know, running it back, you know. So, you know, when we see Dante Hall back there, you know, rubbing his hands, getting ready to return one, you knew what it was all about, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, shoot, teams are definitely going to try to huh, – they're definitely going to try to utilize this, right? Mm-hmm. So then you can pooch kick it. That's another thing. Pooch it, get it high in the air. Mm-hmm. You, know, got, you know, kickers can – shoot, they, man, are very, very skillful in what they do. So if you don't have the leg to get it deep, shoot, get it as high in the air so to, to get down, so you can corral a, around a guy so he doesn't, you know, you know, re- return the ball. Yeah. So, yeah. And squib kicks too. So one of your upbacks, one of your your, your tight ends, your fullbacks have to pick it up. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that you know, absolutely. Sure. That's a whole lot of those. So now what you may have to do, man, you might have to try, you know, switch out some of the personnel. That's true. Yeah. The tight ends are a lot faster now. So I say tight ends, hey, kick it to us. Yeah. We'll, we'll take it and we'll run it and we'll hey, we'll get 20, 30 yards on it. So please, <laughs> please do kick it to the tight ends. <laughs> um yeah, uh, the the squib, I mean, from as far as the, the squibbing, you're gonna see more of that. That I was always a big proponent of using the squib kick in a Madden when I used to play all the time. Was I was, oh, a, yeah, huge, yeah. I was a huge squib kick guy. Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be seeing we'll be seeing that more. And I used to wonder when I was young, I was like, how can I never see that? I never see this in, in games. I, I, this is always an option, but I never see that during games. But now we'll be seeing more of that, probably. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um okay, so a few weeks ago we spoke about uh uh Pro Football Talk talk talking about Mahomes reworking his deal to become the highest paid quarterback yet again. Um only a few years after getting uh, becoming the highest paid NFL quarterback. But Patrick Mahomes talked about the recent reports. Um, so, and pretty much illustrate as to why he's not only the best quarterback on the field, he's probably one of the best teammates and quarterbacks that you have um, just in general, not just being on the, on the, on the field. Um, so he said uh, at his press conference this week, me and my agent and the team always keep open communication and we try to do whatever is best for the team. But obviously I want to do the best for myself as well. But at the same time, I've always said, 
I worry about legacy and winning rings more than money at this moment. I know we keep communication and we see what's going on around the league, but at the same time, I'll never do anything that's going to hurt us from uh, hurt us from keeping the great players around me. So it's kind of about teetering around that line. You look at the team, and you've got guys like Chris Jones and Legarius and Travis, and all these guys you need to keep around you to have these great teams, but at the same time, you want to make sure you're taking care of yourself. We have open communication, and I think that's the biggest thing. You see that from Chairman and CEO Clark Hunt. You see that from Coach Reed, and you see that from GM Brett Veach and everybody. We just try to make sure that we have the best team on the football field and everybody gets what they deserve. So what do you think about – I thought that the biggest part for me was the fact that he outlined some of the big names we've talked about who are going to be impending free agents who are looking for the contract extension. Jones, Jerry Sneed, and Kelsey, who's been pretty much very underpaid for what, what his production. So yes. I thought I, I thought of the, all the comments, everyone's making a big to-do about legacy and rings, but I thought him specifically pointing out those three guys was my biggest takeaway from that whole thing. But what was what was your thoughts hearing him talk about this and hearing him talk about that line of being paid, but also making sure you have the team around you? Man, it, it, that right there is the, the the consummate professional teammate. Is what that is. I mean, we're talking about a leader. Everything he said is just that's who he is. And so you got to be happy about that. Having a guy that that can you know, especially. Uh, you know, speak his views about what the team means to him, guys around him getting paid, uh, trying to keep the core guys together because he understands what it takes and the guys that it takes to win championships. I mean, shoot, that's 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 a champion. That's a winner. That's a guy who's not worried about, like I said, you know, the, the stats. He's not worried about, you know, the money. That money's going to come. Pat's making a whole lot of money right now, uh, you know, off the field, what he's doing. He's got a lot of investment. He's... Pat's going to get paid, put it that way. They're going to take care of him. They, and, and open communication, he knows they're going to take care of him. They, he knows that. And so I'm sure the conversation has been with those core group of guys, Brett Veach, Andy, uh, Clark, and Pat, they got they got a great, great uh, you know, uh, uh, relationship. And so, you know, talking about, you know, he's going to get paid and stuff, look, later for that. He's he's submitting that he's the greatest type of quarterback to ever play the game. That's what he's trying to submit right now. So he's going to get paid. He's getting paid right now, and he said it. He's like, look, of course I'm I'm looking out for myself. I want to get paid. So, hey man, all Clark has to do just send him, you know, check for about twenty five million under the table. That's all he has to do. <laughs> <laughs> what he's giving? No, man. Look, hey, the, the, hey, listen. You know, and all, all, all truthfulness. Uh, that's what you want. He's an example of what it means to be a team leader. And he, he's, he's the greatest example we have in the NFL right now uh, about the, the selflessness and, and winning championship of what it takes. And so we, 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 we're benefiting of it. We've seen the fruits of it. Uh, and we're, we're just, we're so, we're so, you know, grateful to have Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback, man. When you have a guy that, that espouses this type of thought and what he's saying, absolutely. It's not about the money to him. It's, it's about the rings and the championship, the legacy. Money and all that's going to come. It's going to come. And besides the contract, the point of besides from the contract, he's getting money from all these endorsements. You know, like he, he's he's and I think another comment he said, um, I, I didn't I didn't clip, I didn't pull that for this for this question, but he talked about how he's 
he's fine. Like he's making, he's making good money. Um, but like how much, this is something that I, I was thinking about when hearing him talk about Chris Jones and Snead and how something that we always talk about is they each is very frugal with his money. Yeah. How, when, when Mahomes says something like this, how much pressure does this put on Brett Veach to make sure he does right by these guys he's talking about? Like, look, you're not paying Patrick Mahomes what you should be paying him, right? Like top, top dollar, right? Mm-hmm. But he's leaving money on the table for you to make sure you get these guys around him done, like guys like Snead, like guys like Chris Jones. How much pressure does, does this put on Brett Veach to make sure he's doing right by the guys that Mahomes is talking about? Well, shoot, I mean, your, your star is telling you he's giving you his input. I mean, this is like MJ giving you input about things. LeBron giving you input about things. I mean, you, you got to listen to this guy. And so if he's sitting there saying, hey, look, man, it, look, the reason I'm not coming out here to try to break the bank and all of these things, you don't have to worry about that because I'm trying to get the other guys signed here. You know, and, and as long as they understand, like he said, it's over communication. He's over communicating to these guys like, listen, hey, these are the guys that I like. I want them here. And if you could get these guys done and I'll have to come in and, and you know, Tap your 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 pockets every every chance I get and every opportunity I have to. Fine, that's what I want to do. So Brent Beach is absolutely listening to that. Absolutely feels a responsibility there, especially when you're star speaking. So why wouldn't you do that? So to me, that just it just makes more sense. It makes sense for Brent Beach. Like you know what, Pat, you're absolutely right. We're gonna get something done. These are the core group of guys we want here. Uh, so we know he has input. We know he has input. All these things going out there. Um, and so with him winning more Super Bowls and championships and he's just growing, you, you got to take what he has to say. You have to, right? I mean, with, look, look at the opposite spectrum, okay? Remember to say his name, Aaron Rodgers, okay? Aaron Rodgers is a guy who is getting paid all this money and all of a sudden wasn't getting guys up there around Green Bay. People didn't really want to start playing with him, okay? He was arguing and fussing about every little thing that was going on with him. You know what I mean? And so that's that was kind of the end of, you know, his old legacy up there in Green Bay. And so it was kind of like, hey, man, you know, he got tired of it. He was, you know, kind of breaking the bank, which he should. I mean, you get paid because he's a good quarterback. Nothing wrong with that. But then it's like, what about getting all the other guys around you to win? Like, I didn't really hear anything from him saying that, right? He might have had that. He might have said it. I never heard him say it. I know who did say things like that. Tom Brady. Tom Brady was another guy that said that. Okay. You see how many championships he won. He's considered the GOAT right now. And so uh, I think, man, it's just a good model. When you sit there and you look at a guy who is, who, who's not selfish, uh, you know, good will come back to you. It really will. You know, everything is going to come back to you, man. You do the right thing. Uh, you say the right thing. You play it the right way. Uh, you're going to be rewarded. At some point in your career and in time, you will be rewarded. So, Pat's getting that reward, man. He's 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 getting at the fruits of that. Yeah, no, for for sure. The um, it, it's a good point because you know Rogers, you know, I mean, if you if you look at it, he's always taken the biggest biggest amount he could get, and it's always kind of never left it, never left a lot on the table for you know. They always talk about oh, they never tried to receivers high, you know, like well. They couldn't even go out and spend for receivers. Yeah, maybe they couldn't have drafted. They should have drafted guys, but they ne- they couldn't really spend on receivers. They yeah. lucked in Devontae Adams. I mean, they they lucked into a lot of the guys that they had. Um, yeah, and look, and look, and look. There's nothing wrong with that. Look, you got to take you know for your best interest at hand what you want 
for yourself, right? And your family. I get I get that part of it. Okay. And he's like, look, I understand I could get hurt at any time. I don't have a guaranteed contract. I gotta get what I can get. Completely understand that. And I, I agree with that also. Like, hey, mm-hmm. look, you gotta do what's right for you. Yeah. You feel like what's right for you. Sometimes when when other guys see them on the team and they start looking at him like, man, this joke right here done, he done took all the money. Like, hey, you know, what am I supposed to do? And so it is kind of like, hey, man, everybody's out for themselves right here. And it's, you know, but Patrick Mahomes is sitting there saying like, nah, I, I, this is for me and other guys. We, you know, we this is what we want to do. We want to keep these guys together to win championships. So that's the more uh, uh, noble thing to do, you know. That's what you're talking about, a good guy. It's a good quarterback. That is uh, uh, a guy talking about in the, the, the topic of GOAT conversation is because how he deals with teammates uh, and how they perceive him. Yeah, I, I was watching Albert Breer, NFL Insider, was on Rich Eisen's show. Yeah. And he was talking about uh, during COVID, the COVID year, yeah. uh, pretty much the Chiefs are trying to do everything they can to make sure Patrick Mahomes is, feels good. Feels like it's home, right? They, they're doing everything they can. They have been doing that for many years now. Uh, but in 2020, they granted Mahomes' family and friends access to the team and access to all this kind of stuff that nobody else was getting because remember the whole COVID, they had all the protocols and stuff and no one was really allowed in the facilities. But they gave his family and friends access that nobody else got. He went to the team and told me, you don't need to do this. You, I, I'm not asking for you guys to do this. Like, no, 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 no. You have whatever you want. Apparently, in the report, apparently some guys on the team were pissed off that uh, that Pat, uh, Pat was getting these special privileges, and that was oh, really twenty season. Yeah, but he went to the team saying, "Hey, look, look, no, like you don't have to do this. I, I'm not asking you to do this. Like, no, that's fine. You you get what you want, Pat." And so, like, that's that's it, that, that's an old like you treat you treat everybody fair, but you don't treat everybody the same. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I I you know open up the door healthcare wise for everybody. Sure, why not? But yeah, you make absolute sure Pat Mahomes, he's okay. He don't have to worry about that. Listen, Pat, hey, if anything goes on, we're gonna make sure you are good. Okay. We're gonna make sure you are good. Uh and so that's that's how it goes. That's you know, it's a it's a there's a hierarchy in in in, in the world and in, in the league. That's how it works. Uh fair, maybe, maybe not. But you know, when you're talking about your top tier guy. Guy that that has to have all his his mindset and mentality on doing the, the best for the team. Shoot, you gotta make sure he's good. He's yeah. I don't care. You gotta make sure he's good. So, and this is the thing. The, the thing about it kind of goes back to how him being the the constant professional and the ultimate leader and the ultimate you know contending for the goat status with Brady yeah. is the fact that even the team was giving him all this, he didn't want it because he knew. How that was going to be? How how it was going to make him look in the locker room? Right. He was like, he was like, look, I don't want. Yeah. I don't want that. Right. So I mean, he's a good guy, man. It's like like now, nah, listen, no, Pat, look, you're good. We're going to take care of you. And that that that's that's character. It talks about his character right there. So, uh, you know, Pat, you know, he he that's the type of guy uh, that he is, and you see it in his actions. His actions speak values about who the what type of guy he is. Uh, you know, and, and look, people can get on him for a lot of different reasons. I know everybody talks about his family and the things that's been going on in the news and stuff like that. But Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He's his own individual, okay? And so 
obviously he, he wants the best interests of his family. Uh, uh, and that's, that's a priority for him. Uh, but we can't demonize Patrick for things that, that that's happened. And it, it, when people get into that, man, I, I think that's just wild. I think it's crazy, uh, you know, to do that. But Pat, when you talk about his character, things he's done, man, come on. You can't, you can't really question where his, where his heart is and his mind. So. Yeah. I have a, a friend who, um, is from Kansas city. Uh, they said that, um, Pat is like one of the nicest guys. Uh, they said that if he, if you see him at a restaurant, he'll yeah. pay for everyone who's in the restaurant, who's eating dinner yeah. at the time he's in there. He'll pay for everybody's tab. If he doesn't get messed with it all, no one's going up and bothering him and doing his thing. He'll just you let him like leave him and his family alone to eat and do whatever. He'll just cover everyone's tab at, at the restaurant. Like that, that's that, that, and apparently he's done that multiple times and, and, and probably some more of our viewers and listeners probably know about this stuff, yeah. but apparently he's done that multiple times at different restaurants in Kansas city. Oh, and obviously he's making, he's making a lot of money, so he can do that, but he doesn't have to do that at all. I mean, yeah, yeah. Not, that's incredible. And I'm sure the places they, they, they're probably like, look, man, you, you know, we, we're, we're giving you a deal. No problem about it. The patch mm-hmm. man is eating here. More people are going to come and come eat at that, that restaurant anyway. Right. Because he frequents the joint. If he frequents mm-hmm. a, a place, you know, obviously you're going to have more traffic coming through there. Uh, but that, that, that that's not surprising. It doesn't shock yeah. me. It doesn't. So I don't know if you get a full restaurant, he pays for the entire that He does that, man. But that's, yo, I, you know what? I'm not, I'm not even shocked by that. I'm not, I'm not even shocked by that. Uh, like I said, man, he's, he's, he's golden where he is right now. now he's in a good space. Uh, yeah, you could tell he's got a given heart. You could tell with his answers and how he carries himself uh, that he is a man of character. So yeah. uh, that's not shock. You know, that's not surprising to me. The surprising part is when people want him to be greedy. Well, shoot, maybe that's not how he's made. He ain't built like that. You know? That's so, probably the ultimate, like, <laughs> the media, sports media especially, there's no win. Mahomes takes the bag. He gets becomes yeah. the highest paid guy. Oh, look at him. He's such a greedy. He's so, so greedy. He can't build a team around a guy like that. Mahomes doesn't do that. Wow, he's really killing the quarterback market. And how are guys supposed to ask for all this money if, uh, if Mahomes isn't isn't, isn't uh, uh, getting what he's 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 owed? It's going to hurt the whole market. He's he's being he's being selfish. He's he's hurting other players. So wait, if he does it, he's you know he's taking too much money from the team. He doesn't do it. He's hurting the quarterback market. There's no, there's there's no win. It's it's obnoxious. It's you'll never have anybody just with the consensus of agreeing fully. You know that it was a good idea. You know, it's just not. You're just gonna have that anyway. So I'd rather them if he if somebody gonna get on him, let it because he's doing something uh, that is good. You know, for the the greater good. Put it that way. Okay. So you could be you could be, uh, you know, upset. You could be uh, critical of you know those decisions. But to me, if somebody's doing something in, in a noble way, uh, respectable way, uh, to me. You, then you should just always do the, the the right thing, and I always I always root for that person who's always doing the right thing, the noble thing, uh, any day of the week. Yeah, and it's also it's and it, it just seeing his his, his co- press conferences whenever he just talks in general, it's, it's very it's very genuine. It's not disingenuous at, at all. It's not like fake like. You know, you know, yeah. there's, there's some guys who have that certain personality for the cameras, but they're really not who they are uh, off camera. He oh, is yeah. who he is. I'm sure I know guys like that. There's true guys. We we know that shooting all walks of life. Yep. Sure. I don't care if you're making 
uh, 200, uh, half, a, half a billion dollars to $5 billion. There's a lot of mask wearers out here. There's a lot of jokers out here wearing masks, playing, oh, a, yeah. position, playing a role. We yeah. know that. So, uh, but it, Pat is definitely one of the good guys. So, yeah. Yeah. You're right. For that. For sure. For sure, yeah, you're right. There's there's a lot of Scooby Doo villain esque type people around. <laughs> um, so we talked about the press conference. So there's a lot of things that came from this press conference. You know, I, I love these like these press conferences because there's really not much going on. So when you hear you hear these press conferences, they tell you a lot. So a big thing that we talked about is the fullback. We Michael Burton's gone. There's no fullback on the roster. We're gonna carry more running backs. We're gonna carry more tight ends. Well, Andy Reid answered that question this week. Um, Noah Gray was handling most of the uh, the fullback reps uh, this week, um, and Andy Reid said they might keep an extra tight end instead of a fullback this year. He said the tight ends can work into that spot, and um, they want to be able to utilize more tight ends because they have actually some talented tight ends, and they want to be able to utilize that and maybe keep an extra one on the roster. So, J.D., you always talk about how the tight ends are probably one of the most the Swiss Army knife of the team. They can do it all. Um, and don't get the respect they deserve as whether that's uh compensation wise and just in general. Um, and I think we're starting to see that a little bit more now, which is Travis Kelsey, but guys like Noah Gray could fill in at the fullback spot and we're not even bringing in the fullback uh, for this. So what do you think about, uh, the elimination of the fullback within the offense, but also utilizing the tight ends for that spot and how can that kind of give us an advantage on offense, being able to have a tight end at the fullback spot? No, I, I think, you know, it, the, the position of fullback position is becoming obsolete, obviously, with uh, a lot more of the, you know, the zone running, uh, a lot more of the spread offense, the guys getting out there. When you have tight ends that can move around, who could who could go in and stick their nose and go hit linebackers. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. It, it really does. And then we've seen it all last year that Noah was doing that. I, you know, he's, I mean, they, they, they're doing this in college. You know, tight ends, we're, we're the ones that do it all. We're the jack of all trades. We're massive with many things. So this is something that we can absolutely, uh, you know, make that adjustment. That's not, that's, that's, that, that, that's easy. That's easy for tight ends. You know, because you usually have now tight ends who are more kind of H-back built, you know, so the H-backs are kind of like their fullback in between guys, like that that body type, uh, you know, so you don't have the, 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 the big pounders that had the big neck rolls on anymore like that. <laughs> you know, like Lorenzo Neal and those things. Yeah, uh, but you you had nifty uh, fullbacks like T. Rich was T. Rich was a running back. T. Rich was a running back. The thing was, T. Rich was a running back would knock your head off your shoulders. That was what you know what 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 made T. Rich great because he could get through the skinny like a running back and hit guys. That was what was made T. Rich so great, man. Because he he ran the ball like his running back and then hit a guy. So he just didn't have the ball when he was hitting him. Uh, but yeah, tight ends could do it all, no doubt about it. We got the greatest tight end room in the NFL, no doubt about it. It's not, it's not even a question. And so, uh, Andy knows with the talent that you have in that room, give these guys more opportunity. The more you can have guys on the field to catch balls uh, that can do everything, and I'm talking about athletic tight ends, do it, do it. Don't bring in a, a fullback. Another tight end is a guy, like I said. Noah Gray's been doing it. Jody Forster can do it. Bale, and I think they got another guy out there too, right? Um, 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 Matt Bushman from BYU. Bushman from BYU. So these guys are all athletic. They can catch the football, and that's what you get out of these guys catch footballs. It's a good matchup against linebackers, safeties, and corners even too. Corners even too. So, 
yeah, man, that that I, that immediately opens up my playbook to do more with those guys. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Coach Reed said he in the press conference they asked him at the end, like, "Are you done with fullbacks? Is, is this? Are you just you know, done with them?" He goes, "No, I'm not." He goes, "But with this roster that we have, we have a lot of good tight ends that can do this. That, that what we we ask our fullbacks to do. So let's utilize that." And so here we go. Our guys can do a, ver- a variety of things. They really can. And so, like I said, they're so athletic that you don't need a guy at this position. It's the same thing like, shoot, maybe you don't have to carry much wide receivers because you're another tight end, right? There was a thing about it. We had Jordy Fordson, Noah Gray, guys is catching footballs. Guys that was lining up on the outside one-on-one with corners and winning. So Reese sees that. He sees how this has transitioned to a whole different phase of, of, of offense. Uh, and so that's what you're looking at. You're just looking at the matchup, you know, against defenses right now. But, yeah, man, come on. Like, that, to me, just makes sense, man, to, to do something like this. You already got, you know, bringing in another quarterback that's going to be on the roster. But, you know, so why even waste getting a fullback in for that position when you can just use a tight end uh, who, like I said, can do it all, man. Tight ends, we, you know, we the guys uh, underpaid, underappreciated. Kelsey should be getting paid more than what he's getting paid. We know that at that position. It's time to make that happen. It's time to make that happen. So, Talking about the old school tight ends and uh, fullback, I'll never forget when I was younger when uh, my brother told me that uh, Brian Waters was a tight end slash fullback in college. And then he got yeah. moved to the old line in the NFL. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Housing guys back then. Housing would have got into the old line. Yeah. So, you know, B. Waters was the strongest dude on the team. And that, that, you know, if a guy's capable of doing those things, shoot, you bring him in to do it. Definitely. So it's it's not that much different. And so, you know, when you're doing a lot of motion anyway, uh, it's just a different vantage point where you insert into the uh, into the uh, into the line of scrimmage. But all these guys are capable blockers too. That's the that's the thing about it. If these guys couldn't do it, then you had to bring in a t- you know a, a a fullback or somebody. Mm-hmm. But we know right now with with him having that type of. Uh, uh, I guess confidence in, in in the tight ends. You let them do a job because they do a great job of blocking anyway. Yep, yep. So now we have five tight ends. So and we have twelve receivers. So there's going to be a, a lot of guys on the offense. I'm, I'm curious to see how this whole the roster, the 53 man, breaks down with the the amount of guys we have. And yeah, um, and plus okay. with the go ahead. Are we we, we looking at another wide receiver coming in? There you go, J.D. There's a segue there. J.D.'s leading us into our our final segment here. So here's the latest on uh, the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. D-Hop is an elite guy. You and I would want to go with DeAndre Hopkins right right away. It makes sense to go get D-Hop. We lost Juju. We lost Harvey. Those are veteran guys. Yeah. Bring him in. D-Hop. The Kansas City Chiefs are on the clock. They trade their fourth round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Could you imagine the pandemonium going on in there? D Hop. That's who I would want. Shoot, why would I? <laughs> I'm like, hey, D Hop. Before you even name anybody else, D Hop. As we hinted at in the beginning of the show, the Arizona Cardinals have released DeAndre Hopkins officially. Um, they are they're gonna have to be eating that $22 million because they didn't wait till June 1st. I don't understand. Why couldn't you just wait one more week to do that? I I don't I don't get it. But Nonetheless, DeAndre Hopkins gets a lot of that money because they didn't they didn't wait. So good for him in, in that respect. Hopefully, yeah. that means he's not going to be asking for a lot of uh, coin um, right. for, for for our for our sake at least. Um, but 
JD, we've been talking for months about DeAndre Hopkins and where he'll end up. He's finally cut. No, no trading for a second round or fourth round pick. No having to hammer out any deal. Now it's really, if he wants to come here, he's going to want to come here. So it's, it's really depends on him. Does he want ring or does he want money? Um, so JD, where do you see the Kansas City Chiefs? Um, where do you see us standing with this whole DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes? DraftKings has us as the second highest odds to land him. Buffalo Bills are number one right now. I mean, you know, the odds up there, man. It, it, you know, it's going to boil down to the money aspect, right? Like you said, the money or the rings. D-Hop wants a ring, okay? I think that's one thing that's going to cement his legacy is him winning the ring. And so he knows he can come here and immediately get that. I mean, we, we won the Super Bowl last year, if I don't remember. Hold on. Oh, there we are. We, yes, we did. We won it. So, hey. <laughs> hey. Where else you going to go? Where you going to go, man? Come to the winners, baby. That's what I look at. Come to the winners, D-Hop. Let's go. Come on over here, right? And look, here, here's here's the reality, okay? We understand, right, that, you know, money's tight. We get that. My thing is, you do kick the tires. I put a little video out. You kick the tires. You see what D-Hop's all about. You get to make a phone call. There's reports that they're very interested in him. Getting that out there for very, very uh, – uh, you know, strong resources and saying that, yeah, that's something that the Chiefs are all about. So, you know, you're talking to all the great things. Look, you're coming here to play with the best quarterback in the game, with the best tight end in the game, with the best up-and-coming running back in the game, with one of the best O-lines in the game, and you got one of the best young defenses in the game. Come on. I mean, we, we got every environment for you to win, every single environment. We're going to repeat this thing. The question is, D-Hop, you want to be a part of this thing? You want to be a part of the, this winning championship and put a ring on that finger, okay, and, and and walk your way into Canton, all right? This will help solidify walk your way into Canton. You're going to get there anyway, but daggone it. Well, ain't nothing better than having that ring like it showed everybody at Super Bowl. And the people of Kansas City, this right here, you see this? KC, you see this? Well, welcome you with open arms. They would love to have you out here. I mean, he had to be crazy not to want to get D-Hop. He had to be crazy. I mean, look, Chiefs are going to be fine either way, okay? We said this. The Chiefs are going to be fine with D-Hop or without D-Hop. We know that. With D-Hop will be an easier role. That we, we we understand that too. Everybody, look, everybody uh, uh, re-upped, okay? They re-upped. You know who they, you know who they, for, they, they, they shooting at? You know who they fighting for? They trying to fight for these guys. That's who they shooting at. So we 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 the standard. We the barometer. We the winners. We the champs. We're, so we on the pinnacle. We right there on that top of the hill, baby. We are. And so come on over here. Come on here. Look, I look. You had Houston and Arizona. Look, put that behind you. Come over here with a championship. Put the real red on. Okay, come on over here, baby, and make it right. So I hope it happens. Let me just put it that way. I hope it happens. It is a win-win situation for him, a win-win situation for Kansas City. Uh, this is a match made in heaven. Uh, and so I'm going to just kind of talk about when you have a guy of D-Hop's caliber, he can help the young guys develop. I know people talk about, well, Skyball won't get an opportunity. These young guys won't get an opportunity. They're still going to get an opportunity. We're not sitting there saying that D-Hop's got to catch 90 balls. We're not saying that, okay? 
What we are saying is D-Hop, with his type of talent, his athletic ability, with the freedom that Jared Ely said that the offense has as a wide receiver has in this, this beautiful thing Andy Reid has put together, the superstar will be another superstar on top of the superstar you already have, right? And he's, he's just going to be phenomenal in this. He'll be tremendous in this offense. So, man, what is there not to celebrate trying to get this guy? You know, I don't want to see him anywhere else. It, it, to me, you know, other teams don't deserve to have D-Hop. You know, <laughs> you know, because they're, they're chancing the odds of winning the Super Bowl ain't what it is like it is here in Kansas City. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Let's just be okay and tell the truth here. Let's be truthful about this thing, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that. And I'm, I'm going to turn it back over to you. But, hey, man, if this thing works, let it work. If it doesn't, then so be it. We're going to be fine either way. We can move on from it. But to say that, you know, we're out of the, out of the loop and we don't want to talk to this guy, we'll just be at that would be crazy to do. So, yeah. I, everything you said, I've, I've been agreeing with you since day one with this whole thing. Um, the interesting thing is if you look at the teams that are vying for it's based on DraftKings as uh, teams that are most likely to land uh, DeAndre Hopkins, we're second. But if you look at all these guys, all the teams here on this list, you know, Buffalo already has Stephon Diggs. They have, an, they have a true number one wide receiver. The Jets... They have Garrett Wilson, who they drafted the first round last year. Him, Alan Lazard, McCole Hardman, uh, Baltimore Ravens, Zay Flowers, uh, Bateman, and OBJ. Patriots, they have Juju over there. Um, Chargers have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Um, already a lot of money already allocated to receivers too, as well. Um, so like that's the teams that we're going against. I mean, we don't really probably the only team on that of the guys, the teams I just named that doesn't have a solidified wide receiver one. Yeah, we have, we have great guys in the team. Also, a cool thing, which you talk about from the development point of view, Rasheed Rice, the, the receiver he looked up to and modeled his game after. Come on. D-Hop. Come on, man. Listen, that just the value in itself, right, of like you said, developing guys, okay, and, 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 and putting knowledge and wisdom to these guys, in which we know D-Hop takes time out to do. <laughs> we, we, we've known this. That's a fact. It's not, it's not a conjecture. This is a fact. Like, he takes the time to teach these young guys what it means to be a pro, running routes, what to do to get open. Rasheed Rice, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, MVS, uh, Justin Ross, right? Justin Watson, uh, you name them. Everybody, I'm telling you, game would elevate just hearing more from this guy, okay? These guys, like you said, Rasheed Rice, all these guys have looked up to D-Hop since he's played. I guarantee it. If you was a wide receiver in the past 10 years, you believe me, you've looked up to D-Hop and watch how he's done it. Yeah. Seriously, he is the guy. And so having a guy like that in the room, and these guys, all these guys are the the, we, the guys I named are guys. We, we, these ain't just top liver here we talk about here, right? These are all good guys. True. Scott Moore is going to have a bigger role. He's going to be a breakout year this year. Rasheed Rice coming in. We don't know how what his role is going to fit in, right? He'll get some looks, right? Because he, he he's our top pick. We know that. Kadarius Tony. We already know. We talked about him being, you know, utilized as the number one MVS all too. So you can never have a, too many great wide receivers. Justin Ross. If it's something he can learn, still getting healthy. Hey man, 
all you're doing is you're helping the Chiefs get better from years to come. So he's got to learn it from this guy, right? That's value. That's what equity. That's what you're doing. You're investing into your future. Come on. Yeah. Like R Ross and Hopkins uh, both have the uh, Clemson connection there. And I, I, I haven't looked into it, but I'm, I'm assuming – Ross and Hopkins have, you know, worked out with each other before, you know, Hopkins coming back to his team, going back to Clemson and, you know, visiting the team and stuff. So I'm, I'm sure there is a connection there that they have beyond. Um, oh, yeah. Come on, man. It, it, the, the, the league is so, it, it's, it's a lot smaller now, you know, just because of what guys are doing mm -hmm. uh, that without a doubt, there's, there's some connection there. Right. So, man, yeah. man, I love every part of it, man. Yeah. Like I said, look, I'm not stressed if it doesn't happen. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not stressed. Okay, I'm not gonna be crying in my hands and all. Like, oh my god, why are you getting the up? Look, I'm good with what we got on our roster. I am. Okay, what's gonna make this even better is get go get that Joker. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it even better. So I'm all about hey, leveling up. I'm all about leveling up. Okay, I'm on a new level. I'm on a new level. Let's go. I'm on a new level. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Had to love it. Shoot. Travis love it. Who would yeah. love it in that locker room? Come on now. Pat has Pat has liked a lot of tweets in the past about D Hop. And now today, uh Charles Amena, who who was D Hop's um teammate in Houston, he tweeted at him saying, You you free now to come on to the kingdom at DeAndre Hopkins. And who liked that on Twitter? Patrick Mahomes liked that on Twitter. So Charles Menahu, I see Justin Reed say it. I see all these guys are hitting him up. Why not? Yep. Why wouldn't you? Sure. These guys know what's going on, right? <laughs> and, and we we you know we looked into him reports. We looked into him before the draft during the offseason and stuff. And I think two weeks ago there was another report after the draft. Um, I forgot who it was. It was I think it was an NFL Network article. Uh, it might have been Breer. I forget. But um. Apparently, the Chiefs were looking into veteran wide receivers. Uh, there, I think someone had a hypothetical of us tr trying to trade for Mike Evans down in Tampa. Heard well, that. And, that. Look, and look who's a free agent now. So you can go go ahead and try to go get a receiver without having to trade anything for him. Right, right. See, it, man. Look, look, the money works. Cool. You know. Yeah. But go ahead. No, I was going to ask you because um, for one thing, like getting D Hop be great, and I think with this. It, if he does come here, we'll talk about the money aspect of things. Maybe it is for a one-year deal. And that's fine because it's, a, like you said, it's a win-win. And teams didn't want to trade for a second-round pick for a D-hop. Teams didn't want to give up a lot. Teams could have had him, but no yeah. one wanted to trade any assets for him. But I think going to Kansas City and winning a ring and you know elevating himself with the quarterback, with Mahomes, and in this offense, he can help himself in the open market next year and get a big deal instead of signing for – you know, maybe a two-year deal for 12-something million this right now, but he could maybe get himself near what he got with uh, Arizona and and advancing himself a little bit more. So I, it could be a win-win. And just talk about this aspect of it. Even for having him for one year, how much could that help the young guys that we were just talking about? Even, even just one year of having a guy like that. Man, it, one year would just be powerful. It really would. Yeah, it just it, – it, it really would. Like I said, what you're trying to do is you're trying to set it up for – you know, in the future and having a guy like that here would just absolutely set the groundwork for that, put him in an environment with a guy that who, who, who like I said, the last 10 years has been one of the greatest wide receivers that we've seen. Uh, ah, man, it, come on. That makes sense. It does. It makes sense. So 
hopefully it works, man. We'll, we'll see if it works. We'll see if it works. Right. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting next few weeks. So uh, everyone will stay tuned for that and stay tuned for more of the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes reports on uh, the show here. Um, but that does it for us. We hope you guys enjoyed our episode. And again, sorry we were a couple days late on this, but you know, you know, life happens and stuff. Uh, you know, but um, and we just want to say again, JD, uh, send my love to Chad. I'll be getting his number from you so I can so I can, so I can text him um, and uh, be in his um and. He'll always be in my prayers uh, as he uh, fights what he's going through. Appreciate your prayers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, But, yeah, that does it for us, guys. We'll see you guys next week on uh, another episode of Chief Concerns. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. All righty. All right. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.